It's time for the Bobby Bones Post Show. Here's your host, Bobby Bones. I was watching this video. It was a TikTok where a guy's at uh, Top Golf, and it's raining, but he hits a ball, and the ball goes up in the air, and lightning hit, struck the ball. Wow! Wild video. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about it too much because it's hard to really talk about. But you see the lightning strike go. Boom! And are you sure it was real? I'm not sure anything's real anymore. Man, I saw one bones. It was like a baseball game, and it looked like a tornado was gonna go through the stadium. And I'm like, I just don't know what I can believe anymore on TikTok. I do think this one's real, but I, I wouldn't swear to it because I don't swear to <laughs> it. Because it's TikTok. Yeah. Here's a clip from KSAT in San Antonio. <laughs> All right, let me hit this last shot. And I told her to record it. And then I swung it. And the next thing you know, the lightning is coming out of the sky, hitting the ball. Right after the lightning hit, the whole place shugged, the lights were flickering, the computers yeah. reset, and everything. It could have hit me. It could have hit her. It could have yeah. hit any of us. Yeah, so seems, yeah, I seems real. But yeah. also, it's not hard to just go, yeah, computers reset. And it really didn't. But I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I think they could have proven it, you know? Man, we're starting to see some, like, a lot of cool, cool videos because of TikTok. Because people just always have their phones out. Always. Mm-hmm. So I saw that on there. Um, IHOP is celebrating its 63rd birthday today by offering 58 cent short stacks of pancakes. Oh, nice. wow. Let's That's go. What, what am I missing here, Mike? 63rd birthday, but 58 cent? What's the Maybe num- a 1963 pancakes. Is 58 the number? It was? Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, this is not a commercial where I would know the answer to this. Oh, when they first came out. All 58 cent pancakes nationwide on July 13th, which is today. Okay, the number is a nod to the year IHOP was founded, which was 1958. Mm-hmm. So the gotcha. deals go from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. across IHOP, all IHOP locations. Pretty cool. cool. Got that. That one's more difficult. You have to do the math to figure out it was 1958. Why didn't yeah, they just make them? They should have just made them 63 cents and made a little extra. Yeah, let's have a call with their <laughs> yeah. marketing promotion mm-hmm. headquarters. Yeah. Uh, Cleaning out a drawer earned a guy $1 million. What? I got two um, stories I'm going to give you. The drawer story and the wedding photographer story. So just the, both of them are kind of like, what in the world? So I I will say this too. I just cleaned out a drawer, a junk drawer. There was so much crap in there. Like documents from five houses ago. It's crazy. But I guess I just move one drunk, junk drawer to the next house yeah. and it just accumulates. But the story is the guy's cleaning out a drawer his name is Kenneth Morgan, Jacksonville, Florida. He found an old lottery ticket that he bought in April, and he forgot to check it. He came, went through the numbers, and it won a million bucks. That's oh. crazy. Like a basically a tossed aside lottery ticket. And he wasn't looking for the ticket because he thought it won. He just happened to come across a ticket. If I find that ticket, I'm probably not even looking to see if it won. Right. right. Probably just tossing it. There's a story about a wedding photographer, and again, this was on TikTok too, where she actually accidentally called. There's the groom and there's the bride, but she accidentally called the bride the name of the groom's ex-girlfriend Ooh. at the wedding. Ooh. How did she even know it? A viral TikTok shows a wedding photographer mistakenly calling the Missouri bride Caitlin Love Taylor instead. It's an honest mistake, but Taylor is the name of the groom's ex. In the video, where it's like, oh, no, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the photographer saying, one, two, three, Corey and Taylor look at each other. Oh, and Taylor was the name of the ex. And it was just coincidence that she picked Quote, Taylor. at first I was like, did she really just say that name out of all the names she could have chose? 
I honestly forgot it happened until I saw the video on TikTok. It was my dream wedding, so I wasn't going to let a little mix-up like that run my day. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. There's a story about that they had, like, a sleepover at the zoo. Did you guys see this with, all the, with the bats? No. No. So they were, you know, they have a bunch of kids at the zoo, like a, a group. Because we would go as a church group sometimes and go places for, like, overnight skating or stays. We didn't do a lot of school. Mostly it was church stuff. Like a lock-in. That's what it was. That's what it was called, a lock-in. A sleepover at a zoo did not go as planned. Close to 200 people are being advised to get rabies shots after being exposed to a rabid bat at a Nebraska zoo. Oh, my gosh. Campers participated in a sleepover at Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium in Omaha. One woke up to a bat flying around her. They found seven other bats. A bat that they found in there tested positive for the disease. 186 people were given refunds. The zoo is paying for all the shots. Officials say they did not know how the bats got into the venue, but they had not been roosting there very long, but one of them had it. So, oh, wow. wow. And we learned from a caller once that rabies shots are not cheap. True. Mm-hmm. But the, but the zoo's paying for them. Yeah. But it used to be you have to take a bunch of stabs in the stomach. I think the process is a little easier now. Good. But, yeah. I had to deal with bats in the episode last week of Breaking Bobby Bones. Well, we had to go up and take bats out of... I don't like that. They're oh. cute for the most part. Nope. Yeah, no, they are. Not in the face. Not when you get close to them. No, they're not. They're not. I think they're that's not. when they're really cute. I had one literally right here. Right up right up close is how Oh, they have cute, cute faces. Yeah. yeah Little okay. nose. Hey, like... why don't you guys get you some sugars with them? Who's <laughs> <laughs> you good find jumping? Get you your bags and sugars. Mm, I think that's mostly what I have here. Eddie's wondering why the planet hates him so much. The who? Has Eddie been complaining to you? Oh, why, no, why didn't everyone why, why the planet hates him so oh, much right now. Oh, the planet. Yes. Okay. Which is Earth. I just feel like everything's like, you know, negative force is happening my way. Why? What's happening? It's just, I guess, when it rains, it pours or something or whatever. But all my appliances have broken. Every single appliance is broken. The last one I just had to replace was my dishwasher. I have my water heater's gone out. Both my washer and dryer went out. And lastly, my, wa- my dishwasher went out. And we just got it replaced. And I'm like, Why? Like, what did I do? But then my wife reminded me, he's like, we've lived in this house for five years and nothing has broken. So, take that. And I'm I would like, think I'd rather it happen every uh, once in a while. Yes, a little yeah. spread out. Because when you get hit with that big bill like that of everything mm-hmm. at once, it sucks. And now in the heat of summer, I'm like, great, what's happening next? My air conditioner? Well, you can't play the next game. But I feel like that's happening because that's the way everything crumbled. Because you know. keep thinking that way. That's oh, that is a oh, is that thought. I don't manifest <laughs> thoughts out of stuff. I'm joking. I know uh, he didn't manifest his dishwasher hey, did break. Hey, was it the secret? Did you do a secret no, board? No, no, I didn't. But you could just like for your well being, just think more positively about it. That's what my wife says. Mm-hmm. That's what positive thinking does for me. It doesn't really affect any outcome, but it helps me feel better. And when I feel better, I perform better. I personally don't think there's some cosmic reaction to my positivity and my thoughts on how I'm going to perform. Correct. I don't think I sit here and go, I'm going to do good. Then I'm literally going to affect something bigger than me to do good. I don't think that. But I do think my positive thoughts help me feel better. And when I feel better or looser or more prepared or I've got my nerves controlled a bit, I actually perform better. So when people go feel positive, you'll manifest great things. I don't believe in the manifestation of anything because of positive thoughts. But I do believe in the practical thinking of when I do think positive about something or I see something positive happening because of something I'm about to do, that actually 1% helps me physically, mentally, emotionally to where I do perform better. 
So yeah, don't don't. And by performing, you mean like live what, your life. Better. Whatever the situation is, yes. if it's doing this show, if it's when I propose to Caitlin, if it's um, making sure that I'm trying to be a better fiance slash about to be husband with with what I'm uh, prioritizing. If it's playing golf, yeah, it's everything. I do try to keep a positive outlook, even though it's a struggle for me at times, because I know that a negative one's gonna hurt me for sure. A positive one. Not going to hurt me. Who knows if it's really going to help me? But it ain't going to hurt me. Right. And I've already won by not penalizing myself. But I do think me visualizing me going on the stage at the Opry and doing it. I had to do a 17-minute set unprepared two weeks ago because I told you, Reba's wardrobe. She's going to get a wardrobe change. So I was just up there. They said it's five minutes. I'm now 17 minutes into doing comedy. I don't have that much new material because I've done no writing. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to freaking kill this. It didn't drag me down because it wasn't like, oh, this is going to suck. And it might have helped me. And physically, I felt better because of it. Anyway, that's the next book. It's really not. I'm not, I'm not writing another book. <laughs> you know what I did, though, is I wrote essays for a lot of the episodes when I came back from Breaking Bobby Bones. Oh, that's cool. Like memoirs. What do you mean? We're essays for what? About my experience and what I learned and what happened. And I never thought I would do anything with them, and I still don't. And I didn't do all of the episodes. And, and then after a point, I was like, I don't think this is that interesting. But I did write them. I'm just kind of searching right now because I, you know, listen, I wrote Bare Bones, my first book, and didn't think I was going to write a successful book. You know, I've told the story before that when I went and was pitching a book, I was pitching a kid's book because Eddie and I had just done the Raging Kittyettes album and wrote a bunch of kids' songs. And I was like, this thing did well. I'm going to write a kid's book. This is right up my alley. And so wrote it. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted the concept of it. And so I'd, I'd been to all these meetings. Everybody said no. Last meeting I went to was the biggest company, HarperCollins, who I knew didn't want anything to do with me because they were too big and everybody, even the little ones had said no. And so I go to this and I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. and the person's like, hey, well, tell me. What, they're looking at Wikipedia, seeing my life story. I tell them my life story. They're like, hey, we think that could be a book. And I'm like, nobody's going to buy that book. Nobody cares that much about me. Maybe they put me on 15 minutes in the morning because we're talking about something funny, you know, but then no one's going to care about my life story. This is what I was feeling at the time. And so what they do is they offer you an advance to write a book. And the advance was thousands of dollars. And I was like, I, I can't, I said, I'm not against writing the book, but I'm not gonna take any money for it because I don't know that it's gonna be interesting. I don't know that you're gonna think it's good. And I cannot take your money if I don't think what I'm doing is worth that money. And so they said, okay. I said, how about I write half of the book and you guys can read it, read the essays. And if you think it's good, I'll then take your money. But I won't until then. And it wasn't a huge advance. But it was a pretty big advance. And so they were like, great. So I spent three months writing essay after essay. Because that's all that book was, was me writing essays. And my editor strung them together in a really wonderful way. So I'm writing all these stories about my life and, and what I've learned and who I learned it from. And I sent them half of it. And I hear from them for like a month. And I was like, well... Fun experiment. Not afraid to fail. Set it off. Sucked. It wasn't that good when I wrote it. I just, again, just sat there. I felt that in my heart. It wasn't that good. Type, 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 type. And so, like a month later, we get a call. They're like, hey, let's go. We love it. Keep writing. You want the check? And I was like, you're going to tell me you think what I'm about to do is worth that check that you're going to give me. And they say, yeah. I said, okay, I'm in. I personally don't see what you guys see in it, but if you like it, I want to tell my story because I think I can help. I think I can be representation for other people that come from similar backgrounds and circumstances. So let's do it. 
So I take the check. By the way, I had to give percentages to everybody. My agents, manager, book, manager. <laughs> I got like a nickel. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> and so I write the book. And I, and I finish it and I send it off. And I'm a bit embarrassed of it. It's, it's called Bare Bones. I'm embarrassed of the book. Because I'm like, it is not good. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to promote it. I'm, I promote anything that I do because I'm proud of the stuff that I do. But I said, but this is the one time I think maybe this isn't it. And I was, I was starting to feel kind of weird and ashamed that I didn't put and embarrassed at some of the stuff in there. Not because I was embarrassed of it, but because I thought people were going to feel bad for me. And I didn't want people to feel bad for me. I wanted them to understand or, again, see representation in some way throughout the different stories of my life, how I grew up in them. Because not everybody's going to understand this book, and not everybody's going to feel like bare bones is for them. Um, it's moderately funny. It's extremely personal. There were some stories in there that I was like, man, this is tough to write, especially when it came to my family and upbringing. And so... It's, I'm doing book promo like crazy, and I wasn't really promoting the book. I was promoting the fact that I was just out to see people, would go and meet three, four hours at a time. Lines would be there. I was like, I can't believe people, lines are here to meet me. So I'd sign books. And, but I wasn't like, this book is so good, read it. Not once. First week it launched, it was a bestseller. And I'm like, are you kidding? I remember going, are you sure? <laughs> it was a New York Times bestseller. Number one New York Times bestseller. Number one. And I was like, I cannot believe this. And it was there again the next week and there again the next week. And they do a list sometimes per month. And it was on for four weeks. It was a bestseller. I'm in shock going, I cannot believe. And, but then it also gave me a bit of confidence at the same time, because again, when I do something, I usually hate it until I'm convinced it's not hateable. I'm very self-loathing for, and I'm getting better at it. But most of my life, I do not like I haven't liked me. I'm getting better at that. So writes first book. That's it. I'm done. I, I'm I'm Mark Twain one time. I'm Chumbawamba. <laughs> I'm a one hit wonder. I'm I'm out. I'm Lou Bega. Insert the one hit wonder. I'm Billy Gilman. Oh wow. And I'm okay with that because <laughs> I knew that I got lucky writing that book. I knew that the stars can't, that aligned, people related, listeners had my back. Like I try to have theirs. They bought that book. Bare Bones was number one for four weeks, and I was so pumped with it. That was it. No more books. The end. I'm out. Told them. No more books. They were like, but let us give you a, a check three times for another book. I said, I don't have another book. They said, four times. I said, I don't have another book. They said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll check in in a few months. A year goes by. Hey. Because Bare Bones is still selling. Hmm. Can't believe it. Bare Bones is selling. Other the people are buying the book rights for it. Other countries are printing it. My mind is blown. They're like, remember that check we did five times? Oh my! I don't have another book because I didn't want to waste everybody's time. I didn't want to promote something I didn't believe in. I said no more books. I didn't sign a multi-book deal. And so, I don't know. It'd been a year and a half or so. They'd been like, hey, start another book. So I did a TED Talk, and I got on Mike D, and I was like, hey, here's my idea. And Mike D can draw pictures. And I was like, I want to do this. Will you draw the pictures for me as I'm speaking about – and I did a talk called Winning by Losing. And it was an eight-minute talk. It's on YouTube. It's not my best work, but it's pretty good. I give it a seven. My shirt's a little too big. Oh, I look at it, I cringe because <laughs> my shirt's a little – It's so I, I do this TED Talk. And, but I loved 
the message that I was sharing in that you want to be a winner, you got to go through the crap first. And a lot of that's losing. Like you just aren't good at, you don't just don't wake up and be good at something that's worth being good at. And if you do, if you want to be great, same thing. It's about the work. So I did this TED Talk called Winning by Losing. Went over pretty well. Again, didn't feel like it was my best work. Got some laughs. There's, you know, I had a technical issue with my headset as I was doing it. Had to like talk into it. Like it was a whole, the, things broke while I was doing my, in perfect me yeah, fashion. Yeah, perfect. People, things broke while I was doing my performance. And so I finished the talk. They come back and they're like, hey, we, we'd like for you to write a book. Do you have anything else about your life? I said, no, but I do have like a concept that just came to my mind that I would like to spend some time writing on before we even talk about another book. And they were like, okay, what is it? I was like, I don't want to tell you yet. First of all, I don't know who's going to steal my idea. Second of all, I didn't know if it was good enough. So I wrote, fail until you don't. Five grand repeat didn't come on until way later. But I wrote, fail until you don't because of that TED Talk and what I had written there in that little eight-minute deal. And I went and talked to people like Chris Stapleton. And it was like, hey, he's like, he's like, it sucked for a long time because everybody thinks I'm Chris Stapleton, the big music star, but years and years of not succeeding. Talked to the governor of Arkansas. I talked to Charlemagne the God in radio. I talked to, I have I found all these successful people that in their mind, they're not a quote unquote a successful person because they spent all this time not being successful. They're like they recently got the success, but that's all that people have seen because we only see success. We don't see the people under the, 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 under the water trying to swim up to air. So I wrote that book, turned it in, felt the same way. This is a disaster. And I tell you the, who, I don't know if I, I told him this, but I've never actually said this on the air. There was one person, because I put the book out and then I just wait for people to bash it. With anything I do, I just wait for people to bash it. I'm like, oh, great. How, how, what's going to happen now? What's Twitter going to say? What's Reddit going to say? And I got a message from somebody I didn't really expect to read the book and he had read the book the second day it was out. And he was like, hey, man, it really wasn't the book. I really wasn't expecting the book to be that good. He goes, but like, I see you almost every day. And like, I'm taking a lot from this. Because it wasn't just about me. It's about others too. He goes, this is a great book. And his name is Zach Massey. He used to shoot pictures and digital here. He works for Luke Combs now. And like, I remember reading that on an airplane and going, he definitely didn't have to send that. You could have sent nothing. He doesn't need anything from me. And going, maybe this book is okay. And then there's a bestseller for a while. But all that to say that what, – how, why did I start this whole thing? Uh, you, you, Eddie's dishwasher was broken, and he was thinking negatively about it. And oh, then it yeah, I don't remember what happened here. Yeah. I think you're talking about a, uh, like another book. Like no, you're no, like, oh, I can write a book oh, about that. All that right? to say – no, right. yeah, I, got, I do have an ending. Sorry, I got so lost in this story. Oh, the journals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh I got like eight things to say then. Okay. <laughs> oh, All yeah. that to say, I'm, I'm always looking for something to write – that I can contribute back in a way. Yeah, the essays. I don't think, and I didn't think they were contributing back. I may put them, I, there's a B-team newsletter. I may put them there. But I don't feel, I'm never going to sell something that I think isn't something that you would like or have a chance to look at and see if you would like. I am, there's a kid's book that, it, I, because it's the same company, it'll come out in 2022. I've already done it, it's done. It's, it's really good, it's funny. It's about Stanley the dog. I can't wait for that to come out. We, we finished that forever ago. Um, but I'm not going to take those essays. And, and I say this because people ask me, when do you write another book? I'm not because I don't feel like – I don't want to check and for people to buy it and feel like I got duped, honestly. Like I just spent this money on this guy who I feel like represents what I stand for, who I am. And then he did this. And I paid 22 bucks for it and it sucks. That might happen at some point. It may suck. 
there are shows that suck. I'm sure you're on this, but I'm never going to do it on purpose. So I have the essays. I may put them in the B-team newsletter. I'm not writing another book right now, although I do have some stuff happening in my personal life that I think is going to be a podcast series one day that is, will blow your effing mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't curse, so I just say the word. Yeah. That? So um, that's, that's that. And this was a really short post show because I had nothing else to talk about, and that just kind of sprung me into a little, little talk there. Sounds good. So believe in yourself. Believe positive things. Worst case scenario, you didn't lose anything. Best case scenario, you believing in yourself in some way physically has allowed you to perform at a higher level. Being a mom. Being an athlete. Going to school. Crap helps. I believe in it. And I'm a very practical person. So I do believe in positive thinking for sure because I know it doesn't hurt. And if it's not hurting and there's a chance it can help, why not do it? That's why I take multivitamins too. Good. Probiotics. Yeah. But you know what I don't believe in really? CBD. <laughs> to me, that seems like fish oil. Fish oil salesman. But, Snake oil. Yeah. Snake oil salesman. <laughs> I knew I would get there. I was going to say fish oil is good for you. Fish oil is good for yeah. you. I, so I think. Yeah. So they say. There you go. In other news, a little fun fact here, and I hope Mike doesn't mind me sharing this. Can I talk about the picture, Mike? Yeah, I'll put it up right now. You did? This is what, this, where are you putting it up? On the screen. On the Facebook? Oh, on our screen? We can see it? Oh, okay. So my mic breaks in my TED Talk. My shirt's too big. Like everything that personifies what I am without trying, kind of an idiot, happens. And I'm like, hey, and, and Mike and I are sitting and he's doing the drawings for me that I need because I, I, I'm terrible at drawing. And he writes, because my thing was, how can I be successful? That's talking to them, talking to you guys. Like yes. Everybody asks me, how can I be successful? I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like the answer, but success comes from not being successful, right? That was the whole theme of my thing. You have to not be successful. You have to learn. You have to get, no, 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 no. And Mike writes, how can I be successful in bubble letters and misspell successful? Oh. Accidentally. I thought that was purposeful. I know. We didn't act like we did on purpose <laughs> as part of the brand. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we didn't know one day, and I was like, Mike, oh, my God. That's funny. And he goes, oh, my God. And I said, I know. And then somebody had asked me about it somewhere publicly, and I was like, yeah, we did it on purpose. Of course. You, yeah. you mess up just to. When I saw I remember being like, oh, that's genius, because, I mean, this is all about failing. Like, this is good stuff. <laughs> they misspelled successful. We fell uh, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know if you're still listening to this, people out there of, of the world. If you're listening to this on Facebook Live right now or you're on uh, – uh, the podcast, but that is that. And I have to end now because I did take my Linzest, which is for my oh my uh, I, IBS. 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 IBS, thank you. Sometimes <laughs> I get the letters mixed up. There's soccer leagues. There's all, all these letters. <laughs> and it is starting to kick in because I have to take it before I eat my meal in the morning. And then I know right about 11, yeah. it's showtime, baby. Oh, man. Oh. It's like the mask. You know that movie that we <laughs> yeah, 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 It's yeah. showtime. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Have a great day. That wraps up today's post show.